welcome to Singing the Blues. I'm Dom Housel. And I'm James Marriott. Nine points from safety, Dom. Nine points from safety. Uh, I feel like I've been saying this for a few weeks in a row, but definitely not the week that we were looking for. Um, let's talk about the football. Um, let's talk about the weekend. Let's talk about Norwich. Well, the first half... They gave a good account of themselves. You know, you couldn't really fault them, could you? You're going in at half-time, a goal up, deservedly so. And yet Norwich hardly created anything. And they you know, did a really good job, I thought, tactically of nullifying Norwich's attacking quality. And they've got an abundance of really good players. And I think what we saw then after half-time is um, that... This Sheffield Wednesday team struggled to play well for 90 minutes. And uh, in the second half, that's often when they drop their standards. We see the individual errors creep in, the concession of late goals. What is it now? I think they were up to, I think, in the last 15 minutes of games they've conceded is it 14 times this season so that maybe points to fitness mental fatigue call it whatever you want um but you do have to also take into account that they were two ruddy good finishers uh, from two ruddy good players so uh, look norwich was always a little bit of a free hit uh, and actually i thought wednesday could take plenty of encouragement from the way they they performed in the first half, but ultimately they put so much effort into that one and they left empty handed. Yeah, I mean, you know, I don't we're not really at the point of um good hits and taking anything from performance. You know, we we need points, don't we? And um even though you you know you're right in terms of there being the positives from it, it always felt like there was something inevitable about, you know, being one nil up and conceding those two goals and coming away empty-handed. It it felt even at one nil, it just it just felt like that script was written. This team just just don't have that that spirit, that strength to be able to to grind out those wins. They don't, and. Um... You know, Norwich, you have to give them credit in that, you know, I think they probably would have got uh, a, a rocket from Daniel Farker, the manager at half time, and, you know, they upped their game and they were always going to do that. And the, the test was to see how Wednesday would cope. And the answer was not great. Um, and I think what we're seeing is a, a team that is really lacking in confidence and it doesn't matter now whether they get their noses in front or they go behind and we know how terrible the record is when they fall behind in matches this season so yeah um game management and the leadership points that you know we've flagged so many times on this podcast yeah you, you put it all into the melting pot and you, you get really where Wednesday are in the table, which is second from bottom and staring at League One. I, I'm I'm finding it quite hard to try and think of sort of productive points to 
talk about from probably not just from the Norwich game, from the Huddersfield game as well. I kind of want to just sit here and just rant for a few minutes and throw my headphones on the floor and walk off. Um, well, before you do that, uh, I suppose the positive that I'd take, actually, if you're looking for individuals, is, uh, yeah, Jordan Rhodes in the last two matches with an, a goal and an assist. But I, I thought that in the first half against Norwich, playing up front on his own, I actually thought he did um, a lot of good things uh, with his hold-up play and winning some really you know, clever sort of tactical fouls to relieve the pressure on the defence. And yeah, you know, I, I think you'd, you'd certainly say that, you know, Jordan Rhodes and I'd also throw in the much maligned Jerry Pelipesi as well, who I thought was one of Wednesday's better outfield performers on the day. You're pulling a face, James, but it, it, it is <laughs> true. But it is true that, you know, Pelly Pessi and, and his, you know, when you actually look at the record Wednesday have when Pelly Pessi started this season uh, compared to when he hasn't, again, I think it sort of underlines that people won't, it, it, it's not in vogue, it's not fashionable to say it, but it is the truth that actually Jerry Pelly Pessi consistently this season as probably being one of Wednesday's better players. Uh, yeah, I think he'll be well suited to League One. Um, let's let's talk about um, something that people made a massive deal about on social media afterwards. Uh, I'm going to call it Windersgate. Um, so um, Josh Windas having a bit of a pop at. I think that was was that Joey Pelly Pessy who 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 made a run to his left. Um, Windas took the. We'll, we'll call it a shot. Um, and then afterwards, an exchange of words. Now, you don't need um, any kind of qualification in lip reading to be able to um, see what um, uh, what Josh Windass s- said. People on social media kind of making a bit of a thing about, you know, it gives a bit of an insight maybe into like team spirit and stuff like that and, you know, the way that, that they kind of speak to each other. Now, I don't, I don't know if it's just dead normal footballers to speak to each other like that or not. Do, do, are you, are you reading much into it? Are you making a big deal about it? Storm in a teacup. That's as far as far as I'm concerned. Blown way out of proportion, and we wouldn't be talking about this if Wednesday hadn't lost seven in a row. And that happens all but, the time but, on the football pitch. All right. If if it does, then it then it. I mean, you've been there when there's been no crowd in there, and I imagine it's been quite interesting to get more of an insight. Actually, you could hear some stuff that maybe you haven't been able to hear before. I remember the first few games. I was fascinated at being able to hear what the the coaches and stuff were were shouting from the um, uh, sidelines. I, I mean, my, my my wonder is whether or not you know you you you're kind of saying what you said there about whether or not. Well, actually, you know, are the two things go hand in hand. You know, if you, if you've got stuff like that happening, is that why you end up being second from bottom nine points adrift? It gets really heated in football. We want to see that passion and that people care. And uh, you know, I'm sure on reflection, and who knows, stuff might have been said privately um, between the coaching staff, the players or whatever, with that sort of clip having gone viral. And yeah, I, I, I suppose you, you could argue, and I, I understand and hear people's point that maybe it doesn't look good and people are suggesting, well, you know, oh, team spirit and all that, you know, it doesn't look like a very united dressing room. 
Um, but you want players to care, don't you? And you want them to be frustrated when they've just passed up a good opportunity to score. So for me, I have no problem with that. I, you know, what I have a problem with is Wednesday's lack of quality. Yeah, I, I get, I get what you're saying. I think, I think the problem. I you see. I, I didn't particularly look at that incident. I mean, look, I, I'm, I'm not reading a huge amount into it, but I didn't look at that incident and think, oh, it's great that you're seeing that passion there from Josh Windass. What I thought was. Well, it, it seems like he just doesn't care. He doesn't care that there was, you know, the possibility of a, a better move if he if he passed. I, I probably see the opposite of what you're seeing. I'm not seeing passion. I'm seeing someone that doesn't seem that bothered, and 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 that I'm not particularly singling him out because I think we can apply that across a lot of this group. And I know that again, back to social media, there's been a debate th- this week about how much those players care, and certainly how much they're demonstrating, and actually whether or not the effort is 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 there. You you quite right. Clearly, the application isn't there because you don't find yourself second from bottom if if you've got the the quality and the and the skill. But whether or not even um, the intent is is there. I know we, we're straying a bit into into Huddersfield as well um, here because when we talk about lack of of quality and, and just not being good enough, you know, Huddersfield probably sums up the season. I strongly disagree that its players don't care about the league position, and I, in fact, asked Kieran Westwood today whether they were embarrassed about the league position. And he sort of turned around and said that embarrassed is the wrong word and they're disappointed, they're upset um, with the way that the season's gone and they are hurting and I do think they are. And the application for me is that it's just that this group, with all the managerial upheaval, the points deduction, without giving them excuses, the injury problems that they've had, um, what they've shown us time and time again is... They're not good enough. End of. But can, can you see from a fan point of view, if a group of players isn't good enough, you don't brush it under the carpet and go, well, that's fine then if they're not good enough. But if if you see the effort there, if you see the intent and it just turns out, look, they're giving their all and they're, they're just not good enough. That's different to they're not, they're not good enough. And yeah. I, you see, I, 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 you know, I, I, I can see both sides of this. I get what you're saying, but I think I probably am on the other side in terms of the fact that I see, to be honest, a group of players that just don't seem like they're remotely bothered. You know, we are at, at the moment, we are on the cusp of going down with a whimper, not with a fight. There's no fight there. I'm not disagreeing with you on that point that right now, the way things are heading, that, yeah, you know, Wednesday, if they carry on in this vein and the form that they've shown from the last six weeks, then they, they could get relegated with, say, six matches left to go. And and at the moment, it's hard to see where the next win is coming from, of course. But I, I don't get the impression and the feel that the players have raised the white flag and they've given up. I don't. I don't think that you know you can level that at the group. I don't. I still think that they are giving it their all. They're not good enough, though. That's that's what it comes down. The quality is not there, and and that's the my the, yeah, the crux of the argument for me on why Wednesday is second from bottom. And even with the points deduction, they'd still be 
in the bottom three. They've only been out of the relegation zone, what, a couple of times all season. So they, they, they are where they deserve to be. Well, yeah, I mean, look, you know, uh, uh, there can't be any doubt about that. You, you, you almost chuckled last week when I suggested that I don't think Wednesday will win another game this season. Are you, are you standing by that? Uh, I still think they will win. Yeah, maybe a couple. I, I, I still think that once they get the first win under Darren Moore, that then that will lift the group and give them a little bit of confidence, I think. Um, okay. But it's probably going to come too little too late. And I think the next international break will be a great opportunity for Darren Moore to put some work into his players. And I think actually, again, when you're looking at positives, he got that week to work in between Reading and Norwich. And I think you saw the fruits of the effort and work on the training ground in the first half against Norwich. It wasn't good enough, but you get a few more players back from off that treatment table, Massimo Luongo, Shea Dunkley, one or two others, and you get that one result, then yeah, I, I think that they could still pick up a few wins between now and the end of the season, but it's probably going to be too little too late. It, it, well, it's heading towards that that stage, isn't it? Um We've not talked to any great detail about the the Huddersfield um, match. I was up early for work next morning, didn't watch it, not watched any highlights. I've seen what people said about it, and it it really hasn't been pretty. And um, it, it's it's been a it's actually been a while, I think, since I've seen people be quite so scathing in in terms of just how empty a performance it it, it was. What was what was your take? Is that is that fair? Huddersfield were the better team um, for me. Uh, you know, Wednesday, there was maybe a crucial point when they're 1-0 up and they have a very strong penalty shout and you, you, you see it more on the replay. I think Jordan Rhodes was tripped by Richie Keogh. And it's that those fine margins that we constantly talk about. If Wednesday get the penalty and they go 2-0 up, they go on to, to win. And they maybe then give themselves a fighting chance. But it's sort of typical of Wednesday season that they then concede a comical equaliser, could have lost it at the end, could have won it at the end, and Birmingham, under a new manager, beat Reading, and the gap then gets widened to nine points. Uh, but the actual matches you know, in itself, yeah, there were very few crumbs of comfort that you could take from Huddersfield. You know, I think the the fact that Darren Moore only made one change, he it just shows really how his hands are so tied right now. And with the injuries they've got and the lack of strength and depth and quality with the fringe players and, and managers, we've seen it throughout this season, not trusting some of the backup players to come in and do a job when you need to rotate and freshen things up. There's there's not the confidence there from the management team to throw these guys in. You know, you could and you could throw you could mention in that Izzy Brown, Matt Penny, one or two others. It doesn't matter, you know, and, and those guys as, a, as an example, they played for the under-23s on Monday. And because of that, we've then seen the two trialists come in, haven't we, this week? And Danny Simpson playing for the under-23s. That deal's not going to happen. But then Wednesday's still weighing up whether they're going to sign 
Ravel Morrison maybe until the end of the season. And you get it in the respect of Darren Moore's looking for maybe someone to come in and lift this group of players. And, and that's sometimes what you can get with a new signing. But again, with what, 10, 9 matches left in the season, there has to come a point where some serious planning has to you know, go towards League One and trying to mount a well, sort of recovery. The, the, I mean, well, two points here. First of all, um, I think for legal reasons, it is wise that I do not express my opinion regarding the potential signing of either Danny Simpson or um, Ravel Morrison. Um, I'm not. I'm not going to say anything about either of those, other than I do not think that Sheffield Wednesday should be entertaining signing either of those players, and I'll leave it at that. The other thing is, um, are we now at the point whereby you go? Do you know what? Just play the kids now. Don't this this group the the senior players have shown themselves to be not only not good enough but actually pretty dreadful and they're not going to be around next season they're going the ones that are out of contract get rid anyone else that we can sell get rid right just don't want any of them right none of them get rid get rid the the younger players that we've got who had had a bit of a run out earlier in the season when you know we'd still got kind of the EFL Cup and um, stuff like that, um, and actually you know showed themselves generally in a, a fairly positive light. Just play them now; they're going to be the nucleus of a, of the squad in League One next season, or, or certainly you know they're going to be moving up the pecking order in in League One next season. Give them a run out. Give give them a chance to show what they can do, and and it will certainly settle this debate that we had in terms of effort and 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 you know putting their all in because they're players that have got something to prove half the problem i think with the 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 first team players we've got at the moment is that they are playing as though they don't have anything to prove they're playing like the opposite they're playing like they've they've had their time they've done their bit and that's it i still think we're a few matches away from looking at the prospects of more youngsters getting blooded and alex hunt or kieran brennan um, Karidi Adoyin, who we've not yet seen make a debut. He's had a bit of a stop-start season for the 23s. And, and Ryan Galvin um, would be another one that wouldn't potentially come yep. into the equation. Uh, so I understand the point you're making and where you're coming from, James, but I, I still think when you know, Darren Moore is talking about mathematically it's still possible to survive... Um, I think another defeat of Barnsley going into the international break, I still don't think will change his opinion and that he'll still be playing a strong team for Watford and Cardiff in a couple of weeks' time. But yeah, if, if it's virtually all over there and Wednesday being cut completely adrift, I then think with six, seven matches to go, yeah, then I can maybe get more on board with, let's see with some of these youngsters, if they're good enough. And, and you've got to remember as well, there's a few of them that are out contract in Brennan and Alex Hunt. So yeah, they would have a lot of points to prove, without a doubt. But I don't think I, it's the time yet to be doing that. Because then... You, you, why? You much, why? Well, because they're not down. They're still not... They're not mathematically down. Let's At the moment, we've taken one point from eight games. One point from eight games. What have we got they to lose? 
we're, no, we're already losing up. game after game yeah. after game. We're, we're, we're hanging on for a point against Huddersfield. Other than that, we cannot stop losing, right? If we lose against Barnsley on Saturday, that's one point from nine games. Seriously, what is there to lose by just throwing the kids in? We might lose by more goals, but what does that matter right now? I'll tell you your point. I know where you're coming from, but I just stand by that I don't think that Darren Moore will do that just yet. I, I think that, you know, he'll still go with a lot of the senior guys. And plus, when you're on such a rotten run, uh, the counter-argument that I would have as well to throwing in the kids, would you really want to throw them in this environment right now when this team are just used to losing? Right, you know, you could be potentially affecting and harming their development uh, and and whether they kick on or not you know some right. will sink some will swim so i i just think that down more way up and I, I don't see him going down that route just yet okay um i i mean i would i would argue that actually there's the the opposite may be true in terms of the fact that you you may give them the opportunity to create a culture that the first team have not been able to. Um, and, you know, they might actually be able to create a spirit that gives us something to move forward to into next season. It's easy to sit here and say, isn't it? You know, we're, we're saying all this. It, it's it's dead easy for it's dead easy for me to sit here and say, it. I haven't got to actually make those decisions. But, you know, the senior players have let us down. They've been awful. They've been absolutely awful. And I see no reason to stand by them. None. I, I just don't. I, I, I think, um, you know, if if let's go on the theory that Darren Moore is ultimately here as as you know to to rebuild things, and the likelihood right now is that that is going to be from League One. So, what loyalty do we have to any of those players that are just turning in these terrible performances after terrible performances? I, I just don't. I don't see what what there is to lose by going. Yeah, all right, fine. Let's let's change it. Let's see. I just don't see what there is to, to lose. I do take what you say, and we'll we could go around on on, on this for in, in circles for hours if we um, if we let ourselves. Um, and any positives from Huddersfield? Stop the rot. It's a point. Um, it's Darren Moore's first point in four matches. Um, pretty much it. I, I, I you know I thought there were no real standout individuals. Josh Windass showed the odd flash here and there. And he scored, I think, three goals now in his last five matches. And, and right now, the only two players that I would, you know, I, I really think are getting close to the point of where they're nailed on and you have to play them are Windass and Rhodes as they're both coming into a little bit of form. And especially in a team that have struggled for goals, uh, I, I feel like you can't really be throwing Callum Patterson in at Barnsley and leaving out Windass or Rhodes. And and plus, we know that there's that constant clamour, isn't there, for Jordan Rhodes deserves to be given a long run in the team. And based on his last two starts, goal and assist, he, if he if he doesn't start at, at Barnsley that question will rear its head again of why is he not getting the extended run in the team? So I, I would imagine the yeah, that those, those two are uh, the ones that will probably lead the line at Oakwell. 
Normally, we, we're sat here talking uh, about two games because we've normally got Saturday and a midweek game to talk about. We've we've actually, got, not only have we not got a midweek game, we've not got a weekend game next next week either. We've got the longest break that uh, that we'll have had for, for, for quite uh, a while. Let's talk about a crazy scenario. Let's talk about Wednesday getting a result at Barnsley. Maybe a couple of other things go in their way. Is is this all over now? Is is there still a chance for this team to pull it together? I, I mean, I, I, it's almost a rhetorical question because, of course, mathematically, there is. Maybe I'm clutching at straws a little bit to try and find a slightly more positive note than than to just throw my headphones on the floor and storm off. But, you know, actually, if we if we did get a result at Barnsley, having that break and it will be, you know, the longest time that Darren Moore's had to spend with the team without having the pressure of a of a game, it, it could there is still that possibility that it could be a turning point. They've got nothing to lose at Barnsley, James. Yeah. Uh, bookmakers will have Barnsley as big, big favourites. And I bet that hasn't been the case for years where we're talking about this South Yorkshire Derby and, yeah, Barnsley are odds-on, overwhelming favourites, having won nine of their last ten matches and they're 12 unbeaten. But Wednesday have been good at ending records this season, um, just usually for the other team and have been on bad run. So maybe it's Wednesday's turn uh, for it to go the other way this time. That's what we've got to cling to, I think, right now. But, yeah, seriously, Barnsley, I mean, what a job their manager, Valerian Ismail's done. Uh, I think they've accumulated something ridiculous like 60 points from his 30 matches in charge, so averaging two points a match. I think only Norwich could better that run since he went in there in October. So, yeah, Wednesday have got it all to do. And my fear is that if they concede early, heads go down, it could be a bit of a could be a bit of a spanking. I really hope I'm wrong. And it'd be nice for this team to actually show some backbone in the derby. I mean, that's what it's going to need. They're going to need to show a bit of steel and metal and prove people wrong. That's what I'd quite like to see, actually. Uh, if, if, if they don't like the criticism, and I'm sure they don't, that, and there's plenty of negativity and criticism coming away, the way to shut people up is by uh, putting in a strong performance tomorrow as a start. And just win the game. This That's all we're asking for. Just well, win, yeah, win the game. But yeah, I, do you know what? I just want to see, Jane. I just want to see some pride. I want some pride in that back in the shirt. As right now, to the outside world looking in, Sheffield Wednesday is a laughing stock. And it's got to stop. It, absolutely. I, I honestly believe, though, that there is more chance of us just scraping a win, getting a win, than there is of you getting your wish of seeing pride. Because this group of players just don't have it. It's not. It's not in their DNA. They're not capable of it. You can't. You can't learn pride. You, you can figure out a game plan and win a, a game, but I, I, I honestly, I think you're being unrealistic by saying you'd like to see some pride. I just cannot see it with this group of players. That ship has. It's not only sailed. It's it's on the seabed with the Titanic. It's it's. It's it's broken up. It's it's gone. It's you're not you're not going to get it. You're not going to get pride from these players, Dom. 
Well, you talked about culture before, James, and, and maybe looking to blood some youngsters over the coming weeks. The thing is, Darren Moore's not realistically going to be able to change the culture of this team until we get to the summer. And there's going to be, you would have thought, a monumental turnover of players. Most of those out-of-contract players need to go or will be going. You would have thought, you you can't make strong cases for keeping too many of them. And then there's also the... How many will have, how many of them will want to play in League One and drop down a level two? Some of them may still think that they get, you know, a decent club at Championship level and want to stay there. So, um, yeah, the, there's going to be big, big decisions to be made in the summer and the proper overhaul and rebuilding of this team and changing that culture. I still don't think is going to happen really until the summer and when Darren Moore gets his first proper chance and first transfer window to uh, wheel and deal. Uh, right, that's going to wrap us up then for this week. You can catch Dom at Dom Housen. I'm at James Marriott or contact the show at Dom and James. Big thank you to our gold partners, Title Law Solicitors. You can um, find out more about them at titlelaw.co.uk and Wednesday Picks, which you can download on your smartphone. There is a link in the show notes for you to download it if you don't already have it. Free to play and £1,000 up for grabs this weekend. Thank you for joining us. If you like singing the blues, please rate and review the show in your podcast app. Up the owls and see you next week. (laughs) 